0: what's up guys welcome to episode 110 of the midwest angler
1: podcast scott stern and matt deitch what's happening not much not much it's another day in the warm upper midwest Uh, beautiful upper
0: midwest if i might say so myself uh you know i think today what do we got a high of like negative (laughs) it's cold negative four or something and uh uh yeah we the people farther north they uh they're getting kicked in the teeth even harder, and um, I think the people to the south of us here in Northwest Iowa are getting snowed, snowed on again. And uh,
1: so, yeah, I don't know. Just Do you suppose the people up in like northern Minnesota and like southern parts of Canada look at look at us complaining about the cold weather, and they're just like, look at those soft skinned people.
0: So, so I'm actually, uh, you know, so since I bought this Chevy Colorado of mine. I, uh, I joined like a Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon owner, uh, Facebook group, you know, just a cause I, I had some questions about it. Um, the running temp seemed a little bit lower on that Colorado than what my old GMC Sierra was. And so I wanted to kind of ask some people that, uh, you know, run them, uh, if that was right. And apparently it was whatever. So I joined this Facebook group, but, uh, there was some people kind of talking about, you know, oh man, you know, how cold it was, you know, and uh, because the Chevy Colorados have a diesel engine in them and they were they got talking, uh, some, some, some of them, of them do, some of them yeah. do. And uh, so they were talking about, you know, diesels gelling and whatnot, you know, and people down in Kansas were worried about them gelling up and whatnot. <laughs> and this dude from Northern Manitoba uh, or Northern Alberta or something got on there and it was negative 30 like not not wind chill like that's, <laughs> that's real f- you know town. yeah and freaking like negative f- holy moly like that that there is a whole <laughs> different level of cold like i mean it sucks here but i mean That's like getting kicked in the teeth and the nuts at the same time.
1: They always say somebody always has it worse, right? (laughs) They do. They do. I Um, was just wondering because, you know, like we get that way sometimes when people like down in Missouri or something like that. They're like, oh, man, it was 20 some degrees. And we're just like, man, it'd be awesome to be 20 degrees, you know?
0: Well, and you know, we, we saw it just a while back here where, you know, some of the places, you know, down south you know towards texas and florida and whatnot you know just got a light dusting of snow and they all go bananas and it's like are you kidding me like you know i got freaking whole bunch on my yard well whatever like you say everyone's always got it worse but uh yeah speaking of down in florida this week bassmaster elite series officially kicks off down on saint john's river uh there in florida and i don't know i i I don't think it's super nice down there. No, I saw
1: a lot of pictures of people with frost on their boats and everything like that. So cry me a river. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> obviously it's, it's, you know, different conditions down there, but they'll figure them out.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, so obviously we've talked about this before, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to mention it here again. Uh, our fantasy fishing league is open and, uh, I suggest you join it because it's a freaking riot. And, uh, That's at BassMasterFantasy.com, and then uh, once you create a profile, which is nice, super easy, uh, you can hit the Groups tab and search for Groups, and on there you can search for Midwest Angler Podcast, no the in front of it, Midwest Angler Podcast, and then it's going to ask you for a password, and that is Dirtbags, because... There was no other better <laughs> password. Uh, and that is with a capital D. You need the capital D. Midwest Angler Podcast and Dirtbags. Um, I don't know. How many people are we up to right now?
1: I'm not sure. I haven't looked lately. Well,
0: um, I'll, I'll look because I know you can't count past 10. So.
1: <laughs> well, they put the numbers right beside the name, so that, that helps me out. it's too I'd only, like to hear it. You're only allowed so many characters, so... Seriously? Yeah, so I had to cut out the the. the You quit when you got
0: to the, the hard words, didn't yeah. you? I was like, th- out. T- 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 he, t- he. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was like,
0: all right. Oh, man. Just copy and paste. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. But no, like
1: you said, it's always a good time. We all like to kind of flip each other, harass each other a little bit. And uh, it's always cool we root each other on, too, because last yep. year we had some guys that were. You know, close to cracking the top ten in the nation. Yeah, and Chris
0: Chris Sealer. Sailor. How, right. That, how do you pronounce that last I think he? it's Sailor. Sailor. Chris Sailor, he he did really good. Chris Kral had a right. really good week right.
1: last year. Uh, uh one of the guys almost won like a week, like yeah. won a tournament. So Yeah. We know so. that they know it's not hard. I think some people are intimidated. They're like, I don't know how to do it. It's easy. It's right. You right. don't know how to like sometimes the more you try to think you know what you're doing it's the wor- you can be your own worst enemy. Sometimes just pick people and just go with it.
0: It gives you the percentage, the own percentage, and uh, you know. So I mean, like in bucket A, it's going to tell you who who most of the people in the in the world are picking. Go ahead and pick those people. You know, I, I really feel like once you get about two three tournaments in, you you know you start getting comfortable, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, no, hey, I got this, I got this, and you know you. Yeah you start to realize that all these guys have personalities and you you start picking with your heart and not with your head and, and that's what um, happens well, with me
1: unless unless you're Jeremy K and then yeah. you then you got every like scenario figured out and uh, uh, him and Stuart. formulas him yep and that's right there figured like, it all out you know man the chatterbait's going to be one for this tournament maybe the Maybe the drop shot is going to be the key. Back in
0: 1973, (laughs) this guy's great uncle actually had a good finish on this lake (laughs) at this time of year. So
1: uh, his birthday's coming up, so he might be hungover. So he might not fish the tournament good. That's right. That's right. So, but no, get signed up. It's a lot of fun.
0: Get signed up. Like I've said before, if you're having any troubles at all, Do not be afraid to message our Facebook page. Don't be afraid to message me. Don't be afraid to message Matt or Midwest Angler one. I think it's Midwest Angler one at gmail.com is our email address. I don't check it often, but, um, let me make sure that that's right. Midwest Angler one at gmail.com is our email address. Shoot us an email, uh, and and we'll we'll help you get set up here. I'll I'll check it once before uh um yeah, before that time. So nope. We appreciate it if you would and uh yeah, sounds good.
1: I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna yeah. be fun to Oh yeah. I'm I'm more looking forward and...
0: I'm more looking forward to the Bassmaster Elite series than I am to the beginning of football season.
1: Right. Oh for sure. I mean it's 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 getting here and it's something that the th- The cool thing is, if you are a bass fan, or if not, if you're looking for something to do right. on the boat with the with the guys right. fishing, and it's really cool just to kind of see them. People might, some people might think it's boring, just to sit there and watch them fish. But man, do you learn a lot,
0: right? And you know, I mean, if you're looking for a career change anyway, it's a good way to get your boss to fire <laughs> yeah. you. So, That's right. So, so there's that. Um, nope. One tournament onto another tournament. The Iowa Ice Classic hosted by Oak Hill Outdoor over on the West Lake Okaboji this last weekend,
1: and I was dumb enough to fish in it. You, you guys, I'll give you guys credit. You two guys toughed it out. We toughed it out. <laughs> That's some brutal conditions. Holy moly! Uh,
0: so I took Friday off work. My brother took Friday off work. Zach Cox came up from Mullen, Nebraska. All the um,
1: way from. Mormon yep,
0: Brown. rode his horse all the way up, and <laughs> and uh, that thing had freaking spur scars on the back. <laughs> I he, mean, he was ready to catch some bluegills. Yep. So, uh, no, Zach came up, and then uh, Blair Wilson came over on Friday. Uh, us four went over there to Okaboji, and uh, we did some pre-fishing on Friday. And you know, I mean, already on Friday it was colder than the dickens, and oh, so yeah. I mean, uh, we we did our best to stay moving. And, um, I believe it was like the second hole that my brother got on, uh, he popped three or four, like nine inch bluegills, like boom, 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 boom. And, uh, he found some standing weeds. Right. And, uh, all of a sudden it was like, holy moly. Like, so there was also, you know, some, a bunch of other guys that were also fishing in the tournament that, uh. You know, I mean, there, there, there's some strategy going on there because, oh, I mean, sure. those, I mean, I'll be honest, some of these other dudes, I mean, it's, it's zero degrees out or two degrees out and they're sitting outside of their shack kind of looking, you know, where other people are. And, uh, so whatever, whatever, uh, you know, I, I, guess that's, uh, that's all part of it. That's that strategy. It is what it is. But, um, so we kind of realized right then that, that, you know, I mean, this could, if Eric would have caught that in he saw yesterday that that would have won it and uh so we knew that 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 was a spot that was potentially going to hold winning fish and uh so we didn't want to sit there and burn it down but yeah you know I mean you you don't want to wander too far away that somebody else can kind of come in there and uh So we we just kind of beat around and, you know, I mean, we didn't sit in one spot very long, but we never moved too far away and and just kind of bounced around, whatever. And and we actually didn't sit out there for very long because, uh, um, yeah.
1: Well, it was it was in a kind of a smaller area too so it was like i mean with other guys out there pre-fishing too there wasn't like a lot of water to cover to like go out there which in a way is nice but like you said in a way too i mean a lot of strategy comes into play with that then
0: right when we when we got into little emerson bay there was about 15 shacks all huddled together uh on a similar uh depth to what eric had had found there so we knew that that's you know potentially where they were going to be starting you know that that was the spots that they liked um, you know we just were a little bit farther out into the bay and uh, but in a similar uh, in a similar depth and uh, so yeah whatever whatever that on Friday evening was a rules meeting there at Oak Hill Outdoor free chili free cinnamon rolls my fifty bucks was well spent and, yeah I mean <laughs> and uh, so yeah whatever that that was all good uh the next they morning had some,
1: they did did some drawings at the they some did door they did some door like
0: prizes uh everybody got a door prize and then uh they had one grand prize uh which was a jt panhandler and um the guy that won the tournament and i i don't even know what the guy's name is but they call him biggie uh, i know that peters is, I Co- think. Corey peters Corey <laughs> peters biggie whatever uh Apparently he's got to be pretty well known because, I mean, there, there seem to be a lot of people that know him, but, uh, blah, blah, blah. He won it hell of a good weekend for him. And and I mean, a lot of n- damn nice fish yesterday got out there. And just like we had thought everybody else had kind of gone to the same spot that those 15 shacks were huddled up. We were a little bit farther out in the Bay and we set up there and, uh, it didn't take it, it wasn't a great bite. I mean, it really wasn't. The the Westlake Okoboji bluegills kind of held up to their name, and they were finicky, and, and I mean, you'd have some. It, it was just the weirdest deal. I mean, you would literally have fish that would come hard charging in, never tap the brakes, and absolutely smoke it, and the next time you would literally have them come in, and and they would sit there and eye you, eye you, eye you for 15, 20 minutes, and you couldn't get them to go. I finally got to the point where, if they were eyeing me for much longer than about a minute, I would just jerk my, you know, jerk the rod around or whatever, yeah. jer- you know, whatever scare them off, and and hope for the next one to come in because, right? I mean, they they weren't the going to do it. Ones. Yep, they weren't going to do it, and and I knew it.
1: So. Well, and that's kind of a strategy too, if you think about it. Usually, like when you on a if it was a nice day out, you'd be probably hole hopping trying to find the aggressive fish. Right. You know, there when it's that cold out and it's hard to hole hop. Oh, I mean, for sure! It, it definitely is when it's that cold out. Um, sometimes that is kind of like a version of hole. I mean, trying to find the aggressive fish, right? Scare the the lethargic ones away. I suppose. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, Blair he he caught a
0: limit pretty early. Eric caught a limit pretty early. Zach was a little bit later, and I was the last one to catch a limit. And I I struggled. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I struggled. Uh, I, I think I was a little bit farther off the, the weed edge than what I should have been. Um, I was definitely over a lot more uh, sunken or, or, you know, tipped over weeds. And uh, I did not capitalize early on. Early on, you know, I mean, the 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 fish were really biting like the first half hour in the morning. And after the first half hour, I only had two fish and I had Pulled it out of about six fish's mouth. And so, I mean, that, that, you know, I mean, I, even, even if I, I get three of those, you know, yeah, I'm in a whole different boat. And, and it did seem like the big fish kind of came in in the, in the earliest part. And as the day went on, the, the bigger fish became less and less active. And, uh, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, it was what it was. I, I weighed a limit and that was my goal. Um, some of the fish I definitely was not very proud of because they, they uh, I mean, they looked like they maybe belonged uh, in a beta tank and not in not in a bucket. But uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I guess you you keep what you what you got to keep to to do a limit and whatever. I guess every ounce counts. And,
1: well, especially when they're paying out for the top eight eight places. Right.
0: Right. Yeah, and you just never know. Um, I do think as far as the people that weighed. 10 fish i think i had the lightest weight
1: i don't think so i think that hurt some other lighter weights than yours for really ben.
0: okay yeah. well that could be makes me feel good thanks for the pat on the back
1: Just trying to help as you mu- out as much
0: as i hate your guts <laughs> I, I
1: appreciate that one so. so trying to pump that ego <laughs> yeah, up a little bit that's
0: right so uh, no whatever whatever but uh uh come awards time uh, the weigh-in actually was held back at oak hill outdoor and uh my brother took home sixth place with uh, 10 bluegills for like four and a half pounds.
1: Something like that, like four, four. Or four yeah, six, right in somewhere. that ballpark
0: yeah. there. And uh, our buddy Blair comes home in second place along with Big Fish. Definitely. And Big Fish uh, was an optional side pot of $5 per person, which came out to $190. Plus, Roadside Minnows uh, donated $500 to Big Fish. So Blair took home $690 for the biggest fish. And then he turned around and got second place for 400 bucks. So he walked away with right out 1100 bucks.
1: That's awesome.
0: Hell yeah. That he, was freaking awesome.
1: He deserves it.
0: Yeah, you're damn right. He's a freaking he, good stick, man. Right. And, and I mean, he knows, I, I, I was telling my brother and I told Zach, you know, Blair knows little Emerson Bay very well. Yep. I mean, he, he fishes out there a lot and, uh, he's a he is a stout panfish and i mean he he really has a good uh must have a good jigging cadence and and can read panfish really well and uh i I, honest to goodness i was not one bit surprised to see him right
1: up there no me either i know when i was talking to you and he came over there and showed those fish it was just like when i saw that big one i was like wow (laughs) yeah that thing is big i was like yeah,
0: I mean he had he had told us he was like, you know, I, I got a ten incher. It was like, like, Really? And he's like, I think I might have two ten inches. <laughs> it's like, oh I mean, if if you got two ten inchers in a bluegill tournament, uh you you're gonna be gunning for it.
1: Oh, for sure. And
0: and I mean I think he had a lot of eights in, in the yep. in the batch too, so uh good for him. uh, uh He won eleven hundred bucks and he said he always wanted to put a uh because 10, 10, I think it was 10 and a quarter, yep, what right. it actually came out to be. He always told his wife that his first 10-inch bluegill was going to go on the wall, and she said he couldn't spend the money. Well, when you win $1,100 off that 10-inch bluegill, I don't know that she can say no, can she? She can't. She can't. That's, it's I in mean, the Geneva
1: Convention. It is. It's just like, well, it's just, well, then I would have said, then you can just say, well, I won $700 yeah. today. <laughs> I didn't win $1, That's $1,100. That's right, because nowhere
0: guess. online does it ever say so.
1: So yeah, it was pretty. It was an awesome turn. It was a yep. pretty cool tournament to see.
0: Yep. No, it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, um,
1: Ryan Hale put that on, right? Yep.
0: Ryan Hale, and uh, I believe Ryan Hale. You know, uh, especially back here. You know, ten years ago, I mean, he was kind of the bluegill, uh, um, the bluegill tournament kingpin over there. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I think he even did some Dave Gens trap attack stuff okay. possibly. Um, don't don't quote me on that, but I know he. he I mean, he's had. He's he's put on a lot of bluegill tournaments over there in the Little Emerson Bay and
1: and he's and, uh, and he, I think he's really hoping that this one can grow and I mean hopefully that you know for the will. years to I come I think it will I think that he wants to up the amount of people in it next year yep yep uh, I think I think they even said that next year that roadside minnows is already going to put up a thousand dollars for big fish thousand
0: right? bucks. Yeah.
1: So Hoofda. Right. I mean, I mean hey, that's that's how you get people to show up. That's right. So yeah. you know, if it's something that you're interested in, definitely, you know, keep your ears open and keep right. watching right. Facebook and, and, and stuff.
0: If it all happens again, I think next year we're gonna have Ryan Hale on the show to kinda right, talk definitely. about it leading up to it. We we talked to Ryan yesterday after the weigh in and and uh, I think that's something that we should have done. Um you know yeah, yeah, we should have but uh, you know, with the with the first annual deal, you know, I mean, I guess, uh, I'll I'll be flat out honest. We can't have every single tournament, uh, you know, host on this show. You right, know, it yeah. just doesn't work out that way. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's a little re- literally across the Midwest, twenty tournaments every single weekend, and uh, you know, I mean, when when you start digging into that, uh, yeah, like I said, it just won't work. So um yeah whatever whatever that is what it is uh it was a good weekend like we said and that uh, was a
1: cool successful one to see uh, the two guys out of your group get oh for sure top six finishes for sure um you know i i really uh you know
0: now now that it's all said and done um eric and blair and zach all dropped a camera down on um on friday when we were pre-fishing and, uh, you know, they they were spinning their camera around, you know, looking for weeds, you know, and, and these bluegills were really light biting. And uh, so, you know, Eric and, and I think all the guys, you know, they drill a hole about, you know, two, three feet away from their hole and kind of angle it down. And, and Eric actually has his kind of cool. Um, my brother Eric, he uh, has his kind of... Uh, facing down at a 45 degree angle all right instead of you know putting it all the way down to the bottom he he has his at a 45 so it's off to the side but yet you know it's not all the way down at the bottom And, and i really think that that might be more of a key i'm not a big camera guy i i i think that it tends to scare fish from time to time um but maybe not as much with bluegill right does that make sense no i know what you're saying with that so um You know, I personally, I I had a camera, I didn't use it on Friday, Uh, it was kind of having some battery issues, but I got it all figured out on Friday night, and Saturday, I show up to the tournament, forgot it, and it's still in my parents' garage, (laughs) so, um, yeah, I ended up using my brother's camera for about the last hour and a half of, of the tournament, Uh, after he had a limit and I kind of feel bad because I mean, if he would have been able to make one or two more calls, he would have jumped up into, um, you know, jumped up a position or two maybe. And, uh, you know, yeah, whatever, I guess, uh, coulda, woulda, shoulda, if, if your dumb big brother just remembers his camera, then, you know, Eric gets a bigger paycheck, but yeah, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think this is really something that we should talk a little bit more about is the whole entire camera deal. And uh, like I said, you know, I've I've never been a big fan of camera. I like I like to have a Vexar better. But I'll be honest with you, two times this year, uh, this last weekend being one of them, and a while back, uh, I was out with uh, I think you and Matt Grave had had yep. a camera in his shack, and uh, he was watching crappies swim by. And uh, you know, I, I'm not going to knock my Vexlar, but there was a couple times this weekend where i had some fish come up and i don't know if they were just far enough out of my cone angle that uh you know when i was in low power mode because you know i was fishing you know seven eight foot of water uh there was times where i can see fish coming into my jig and it was not marking on my Vexar yet
1: right i mean yeah i'm sure it's a combination of a few things but you know, like you said, with that camera deal, it's something that when cameras first came out, I mean, they were all the buzz. Like, everybody like right. they needed a camera, right. and everybody was kind of going away from the sonar, like the Vexlars and stuff like that. They weren't going away from them, but it was just like... The new product out there and it's just like wow it's just like fishing on, watching fish on tv and and but then i think like the the Vexlars and the markums and stuff like that they started to improve their units and then you know not everybody fishes in clean water where you can right see them right a lot That's so a very good point so you know utilizing them just overall like they have their time and place i guess is what you could say yep. where the Vexlars and you know the sonar units like that you can use them all the time. It doesn't matter what the conditions are, so you know. I think that they kind of went away, and now with the pan optics and all these live scopes and all this stuff, I think that I don't. I think people forget about them, right? And how good of a tool that they can be, and not just during ice fishing, but all year round.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess I, I think I think the thing that people are are really uh, wanting to get away from is the is the camera you know being down right you know on the same on the same level
1: well and then you know you got the cord there and you got to you know you got to manage the cord and all that so
0: yep yep you catch a big fish and it goes wrapping around the cord then you really got a mess yeah and uh yeah i don't know but i mean you know at, at the end of the day you look at these live scopes and active targets and whatever and and granted they can you know see out 50 60 70 you know feet out in front of your boat or, or you know down or whatever but at the end of the day, they're they're just a camera that's not really a camera, you know. Right. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a wannabe camera, <laughs> and, and so I guess you know it is kind of funny that way. That
1: really, what it is, is just turning your uh, Vexlar transducer sideways and shooting it out to the side. I, right. I, I mean, if you want to just, be... I know it's not. That's what it right. is. Right. There's but more it, It's it, kind of like yep, yep. So, I, I and you know, even with the panoptics and stuff, you still. You can see the fish swim up to your loop, your jig and stuff like that, but you not necessarily can see them take that jig in where a camera can, can do that for you. And and, and and, you kind of talked about that a little bit over at the tournament this last week. Right.
0: So, so one of the things, I mean, the water was just murky enough at, at seven to eight foot that I could see my jig, you know, there a foot off the, off the ground there, but, um. I could not see the fish come in. Now, a couple other guys said that they, you know, that they could see, uh, the fish come in a little bit more, you know, could make out their shapes and see the shadows and whatnot. But I personally couldn't in my hole. I do know that in different parts of the water there, uh, it was a little bit cleaner, cleaner, or a little bit murkier, murkier. Cause, uh, we, you know, the day before a hole hopping around, we could see that. So I could see my jig down there, um, but but you know especially with bluegills they'll come in and they'll bite the jig head they'll right. come in and not bite the you know not bite the worm get, they'll get the other side right. and and you know if if you don't have a camera or if you're not sight fishing you know you're setting the hook and you're like god dang it what the hell's going on here yep. well that's what's going on and so i mean that that definitely was a very very valuable part of that camera is i mean you know i i used a gold jig with wax worms or a black jig with wax worms of course but uh you know i could tell you know what side these fish are biting on and you know as they were coming in i, I don't know there's just i think there's room in, in a guy's toolbox for for you know a Vexar or you know traditional flasher along with a camera and uh you know camera prices are really starting to come down a lot oh more. yeah you know i've got an aqua view micro and, uh, you know, I would say that that might be the bottom-of-the-barrel cheapest, uh, you know, new camera that you can buy. And and I want to say, you know, I might have given less than 200 bucks for it. You know, I mean, it yep. might have been, you know, $150, 175 bucks maybe in that ballpark. They're for sale quite often yeah, on Facebook can, yeah. Marketplace or, or Craigslist and whatnot. I mean, I will say the only issue with buying a used one like mine right now is... It looks like it's in pretty good condition, but I do have issues with the battery. It's got an internal battery on it, and uh, it doesn't seem like it holds a charge very well. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, let's face it, any time that you're going to let a battery freeze and unthaw, freeze and unthaw, yeah. freeze and unthaw, it is not good for it, and that is the life of, a, you know, an, of an ice fishing camera. So, you know, there there is that is there a is there a camera that hooks up to like A battery like an an, an external battery
1: i'm sure there is i i mean i don't i
0: i don't know you know like i know vexlar makes camera right and uh i I would assume that that one must yeah eric has a markham recon 5 and that's got an internal battery now i'm not saying that you can't replace those batteries i don't know enough about them but
1: right i'm yeah i'm sure you can replace the batteries but oh like you said though the nice thing about a lot of them too is like a lot of guys that have hard-sided houses and have TVs in there, you can hook them up to your TV. And, oh, yeah,
0: that is, and, that's and, badass.
1: And, you know, a lot of people like to utilize them when they're taking kids out fishing. I know right. my, my dad has talked about, like, I need to get a camera, so when I bring the grandkids out, it kind of keeps them entertained because, you know, for us, the Vexlers and stuff like that, and once a kid can understand what that is, it can kind of keep them entertained. But uh, still, like, being able to watch it on the screen. And that's one nice thing about you guys is, like, I can remember when the first Aquaviews came out, and it was like you're hauling out a little portable TV out there. Right. I mean, it was like a huge box and, like, you know, like the old-style TVs, but now it's just, you know. My micro ain't much bigger than a cell phone. Right. You can put them in your pockets and, you know, utilize them that way.
0: Now, I, I think I think it's a pretty useful tool. Uh, you know, like I, I know out at Hooked on Hardwater, you know, when you're trying to do... Uh, you know, teach a kid to understand the graph that's in front of him, you know, with your Bexar, Markham, Hummingbird, whatever. Um, but you know, he, I I don't think he really completely understands it when you have a camera and you can, you know, you know, put it up and down, you know, he gets what he's looking at. And then he's also looking at, uh, you know, the 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 camera, he, he can he can check back and forth, you know, yep. like, oh, okay, you know, I get what's going on here. When now. I do
1: this with my rod, this is what how my bait's moving down right. there and stuff like that.
0: You know, that old Markham showdown, yeah. you know, that, that wasn't a circle, you know, it was just straight up and down. I think that was a whole lot easier for a, 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 a newbie person to understand what, you know, right. all right, this is the top, you know, this is where the ice is, this is the ground underneath of it, all this is water. This is where your jig is, that you know, and and I mean the the circle's fine, you know the the I mean I get why it is because you know it it spins and and that's just how it works, but uh I I don't know I I think the camera yeah I don't think it's under I think, it's, I under, going I think it's
1: underutilized right I mean even like Eric talked about this weekend like being able to watch when they come on come in and just grab the wax worm right and not like have it completely in there so he'd give them a little slack so they wouldn't feel the tension and sometimes it would it would help with them you know inhaling the bait and sometimes you know yep so i mean you can just utilize it in a lot of different ways and uh yeah definitely over there at the lakes with the clear water like that I, they can definitely come in handy because like you said those bluegills do a lot of different things over there and it seems like them over there i know there's a lot of places around that are similar and stuff but there's just something about that place in those right gills,
0: right did your dad get a camera i don't think he's got one yet not yet right now. no but yeah you, you know and i guess like you talk to clear water over there on on west like okoboji you know and, and like i said out there in the black hills i mean both spots with with very clear water and, right. and uh yeah if, if if you're if you're looking for a little extra edge i would uh, i'd look into a camera we're not getting any kickback on that but uh if you want to if you want to send us each ten dollars just for uh, giving you that recommendation i yeah. feel
1: like that's be a nice valentine's gift for that's us that's
0: right that's right
1: the <laughs> well, nice thing about them too is they can help you find a weed edge too you know not oh, only like sure. when you're They're fishing they, i mean they, you can utilize like
0: the fish mount that's, that's what right. i'm talking about uh, Woo. so no that there's that um so he, so here's the next thing you know obviously with this cold weather uh you know that that we talked about over this last weekend and uh um now monday morning um
1: the foreseeable future the right the extended forecast it's cold there's no so, way around it
0: so us well well let's start with international falls uh minnesota up there and uh i believe your dad referred to it as the ice box of america Yeah, but um we do not have a high temperature that gets above 0 for the next 8 days. Wow. I mean, we are talking -12, -8, -6, -6, -8, -8, -3, -1 and then finally next week, Monday, we got our day of 8 degrees. Holy, Holy moly, He-wee. bust out He-wee. the shorts, will you?
1: Flip-flops.
0: We have negatives down negative twenty six, negative twenty nine on Wednesday night. Lots of negative negative twenties, uh, a negative fourteen, a negative six.
1: I I would say we're not going to give up on the ice anytime soon. <laughs> no, no. You might not be able to have your wheelhouses out there as long as you nor- normally do, but you're you're going to get to have them out there for a while.
0: Right. I uh I'd say up in South Dakota, you know, where a couple weeks ago we were talking about you know bad ice
1: i think i think the ice good. is
0: coming back on um you know us down here in northwest iowa um we've got one day that gets up to 11 but otherwise i mean we've got all single digits hell next week monday when when international falls is getting to eight and we're we're gonna be at six right who's the real ice belt jig and joe <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the right. ice box yeah, that's right. So no, we've got negative eights, negative negative elevens, negative sixteen on Saturday night. Holy Toledo!
1: Doesn't look like I'm going to have to have recess duty outside this week. That's good. Yeah. That
0: is good. That, <laughs> holy smokes! I there. It is. It is weeks like this that I thank the Lord above that I no longer work outside that's and I'm, right. I'm inside. Oh,
1: I totally agree. Holy moly! Plug in your diesel trucks. Nothing. Nothing good happens when in that cold of weather
0: you know what matt you know i mean uh i i got lucky enough that i did not have anything break uh this last this last weekend but fishing in that those types of conditions is hard on equipment oh i mean we heard guys at the rules meeting and whatever talk about rods that were broke you know i mean your plastic gets brittle you know i mean rod cases and and jig boxes and and everything it gets brittle and and you know Four-wheelers don't start. My my Can-Am Commander uh, UTV didn't start on Friday when we were going out to prefish. I got lucky, and it started on, on Saturday morning. But uh, I had to go and help my brother get it off the trailer again now after we got back because it, it, it wouldn't start, start again. I mean, can you
1: blame it? Right. I mean,
0: hey, I don't want to get off the couch in weather like this, and, ne- and neither did it. So. Well,
1: just, you know, when I was walking out there to watch you guys at, at the end of the day, a lot of the guys that had augers sitting outside and stuff like oh, that, was, they were all iced up. I mean, it was, yeah. I had trouble, you know, you you
0: after you drilled a hole, even in my shack, like I had to put my auger up in front of my buddy heater, you know, to. Right. I actually went and bought a hose, uh, you know, that went from a 20-pound uh, propane cylinder to my buddy heater that I didn't need to put in the one the one pounders anymore Yep. because i don't know if you've noticed or not but one pound propane
1: <laughs> cylinders are the new toilet paper right they're hard to come by what the it's, what are you doing with it people i, I don't know there's what who knows.
0: what is going on like let's pick the most random weird thing and let's make it in short supply you know i mean i i get you know like hey ice fishing season is is kicking off and whatever but 1 pound propane cylinders our buddy Stuart freaking went down to the local Ace hardware store and I think he freaking ran them out of 15 of them probably he's morons like you Stuart the problem <laughs> I'm gonna kick you in the nuts the next time I see you and take your propane tank. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> that's why you're starting to see a lot of guys utilize the the ones that you can refill and, and like you said a right. lot of I think the 20 pound tanks are the popular thing now because people can get those and get the hoses and attach them and
0: i don't i'll be honest with you i don't remember what i paid for that hose but it it, i mean i'll i'll 100 say it wasn't over 20 bucks right i mean and and uh it, it was super easy i mean you you put it right into your 20 pound tank i set my 20 pound tank right outside of my shack i had the heater right you know i ran that hose underneath of my uh the skirt of my shack had that sitting right inside all day long, I was never worried about, you know, any of that. I I don't know. I thought never it was had great.
1: To, it was probably nice where you didn't have to switch out your tanks right. constantly. Right. I was never worried that, about it. Right. Because, Spe- because then you're you're doing that, and by the time you get done, everything is froze up that cold, and then all of a sudden, you got to wait for it to warm up and thaw out again.
0: Yeah. Burns your hand trying to take it off <laughs> and whatnot. Speaking of propane tanks, do you remember back on my first outing of this year I said that I was a little bit worried that I had forgotten my propane tank out on. I talked to Adam Top. He did pick it up. He did pick it up. He did pick it up. He saw it sitting there. He thought, hey, you know what? I I can throw that in my shack and dispose of it.
1: That's what friends are for.
0: That's what friends are for. And you can no longer label Scott Sturman
1: as a litter bug. Right that's correct it was only a half label
0: to begin with because we weren't sure the jury was still (laughs) out on it and now the jury has come to a conclusion
1: not guilty just always looking out for each other yep i mean you know you were talking about with the cold conditions when you had to put your shack down and fold that all back up i mean it's after you've been in there in that heater all day long it it freezes oh. up quickly and it's tough to get it back into you know, folded up the way it's supposed to be. Yeah,
0: because there's condensation in the yeah. bars and everything, and I mean Zach really battled it all weekend long and I think he even bent one of his poles trying to get it back a little just, bit and just
1: just, uh, just imagine I mean think think they think the, the guy thank God that they made started making the insulated shacks now.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, I think it was like mm-hmm. I'm going to say about four or five years ago, uh, may- maybe it wasn't even that long because Ramrod was long. And I think it was me, Ramrod, and Blair that went out to Lake Bohoya. And Blair actually just reminded me of this. And uh, it was a Saturday, like right before Christmas, and it was going to be the first time that we could get out on the ice that year. And so we ran over to Lake Bohoya, and I believe it was close to negative 15. We went out there. Drilled our holes, sat down, and I think each one of us caught like a twelve-inch largemouth bass. And we sent off the text message. Well, we came, we saw, we <laughs> conquered. Let's get let's, the let's, hell out of here. Go! I, mean, I bet you we weren't fishing for more than forty-five minutes. I I had a non-insulated shack, but I brought along a big buddy heater, and I could not keep my yeah. I, I couldn't keep it uh, my hole unthawed. And I mean that's just miserable when you can't even. And I mean even this weekend, you know, I've I've got a a bigger buddy heater it's like the medium buddy I don't know if they call it the portable buddy or something and uh I I had it on the low setting constantly and you know a lot of times like I'll turn it off you know I mean yeah. whatever I never could turn it off and there was times where my hole would start skimming up so I would kick it on high and and that got to be too hot but I I ended up you know putting my shack door open just a smidge just to get some fresh air in there because that's the type of weekend that bad things happen oh
1: for sure i mean with the co2 and
0: right you don't even realize it because i mean it it's it's cold enough outside that you don't dare you know put a vent open but uh you know you just you feel like everything's normal and i mean i'm 100 percent sure i lost brain cells over the weekend (laughs) and uh that's not good because you know i mean when you're when you're dealing with you know about I don't know 72% to begin with and you know I mean you knock that down to you know 68% you just well, whatever I don't got that many more weekends like that in my life hopefully
1: <laughs> so too many of those party weekends when you're younger oh,
0: sh- Ooh, holy moly <laughs> you know we were kind of talking about that <laughs> that, that Oak Hill Outdoors has uh tap beer at the front counter, do, and you know, you can they. get some tap beers and Tall Boys and and whatnot, you know. And um, my brother and Zach, you know, I mean, they had a beer or two while they, you know, at weighing. You know, I mean, no one was getting hammered drunk, but I would have been that guy <laughs> ten years ago. Like I'd have been that dude, so stinking drunk he don't know whose fish got weighed and who.
1: <laughs> oh, the chili would have kept a good balance for you. Yeah, it I know, but it had a you. bit
0: of spice to it, so Uh-oh. it would have encouraged me to drink
1: more. more yep. So. Yep. Whatever. Yes. Those days are behind us. Some other news from over there at the Iowa Great Lakes. What you got? Talking about changing the slot limit on the walleyes. Really? Yeah. Do you know the, you got sizes? Uh, the current one right now is 17 inches to 22 inches. It okay. has to go back. And they are talking about bumping that up from 19 to 19 to 25. 19 to 25, you say? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that? I like it. I I do too. I hope that they do it because
0: I'm thinking about playing devil's advocate right now and going against you just for the hell of it. But I I do like like it.
1: I like the bottom number. I I like both numbers moving. Uh, I really like that bottom moving number moving up because you know you catch a lot of those 17 and a half to 18 and a half inch fish and but you
0: realize there's going to be a lot of 17 and 18 inch fish harvested now. Oh yeah, you know I mean. you know how many times have we gone over there and i mean you go catch fish i mean if you catch 10 fish eight of them might be in that slot exactly. where i mean instead of coming home with two fish now you're coming home with a limit
1: right which is just one more fish
0: but i mean one more no, fish. i know, you're you saying. know i mean over over everyone that's over there i mean you know there's there's i mean uh, point point and uh fourth of july weekend me and my brother eric and grady and whatnot we went out there uh on spirit lake and um i think we caught four fish that morning and every single one of them was in the slot yep you know i mean so so that is going to be something I, they I, they obviously feel that that you know the better breeders are from 19 to 25 but i will i i'll be willing to bet you good money that I don't know how, but I mean, walleye number, you know, the number of walleyes taken out of that lake is going to be, Oh, it's going to increase. How many 23 inch fish do you, you know, the more and more I'm sitting here talking about this, the more and more I don't like this. Really? And, and, and that's, this is not just me trying to make good, uh, good arguments or whatever, but I, I really, I mean, I don't think that there's that many people keeping 23 inch fish. I don't either. think there's that many people I think catching twenty-four, or keeping twenty-four-inch fish. I think I think you'd I, be surprised. Well, and maybe I am. Maybe maybe I am. But I mean, and, like I know when you and I go out, right? We're not keeping overs. No, no. I mean, you know, and, and I kind of feel like I feel like the whole entire fishing community as a whole is kind of gravitating towards you know understanding that those bigger fish are, and so that's why I think that people are gonna uh, grasp this new slot potential new spot slot with open arms you know because they weren't going to keep those 22 23 24 inch fish anyways so big deal if it goes up but they are going to keep those you know 17 and a half to 19 inch fish
1: well let me let me say this how many how many 13 to 14 inch fish do you think are kept under this current slot because people are like we That's can't, true too. We can't get you know. Well, these oh, we're catching 17, 17 and a halfers, 18s but we can't keep those. And all we're the other year class that we're catching are the 14s and a little under that. So you know what? We're just going to keep them because we want something. And I mean, maybe this, uh, yeah, maybe right. the counterbalance right. there yep. where people will be like, okay, we'll keep the you know, we'll throw this one back because we are catching some you know 17 and a half inch walleyes mm-hmm. here so mm-hmm. let's let's throw these littler ones back so maybe maybe it'll help with that you know it's it's tough to come by a 15 16 incher in there maybe maybe now you know some of them that people would have kept they'll let those go and hoping to try to get the 17 and 18 inchers i guess yeah is what i'm thinking
0: yeah i you you might be right there too you know that's a that's a good point
1: i uh i i mean I, there's all kinds of scenarios i mean it'll be interesting to see obviously if it's not working they can go back and people are going to be no matter what they do people are going to be mad uh, right so are how, gonna how many like inches it. do you think a walleye grows a year i uh, i wouldn't even be able to. god
0: dang it we need to talk to a fish biologist yeah you know i'm just wondering you know i mean that that 15 to 17 inch range that you know is the highly sought after one you know i if if fish are potentially growing 2 inches a year you know what i mean is is that is that uh you know is is that a spot where it's it's kind of getting skipped right over you know
1: yeah i know what you're saying there you know the
0: the 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 way that the year class breaks up you know i, I don't know and maybe that doesn't make any sense either i don't know i don't know I, I do think that there's going to be a lot more fish taken out of there, but I think you are right. It, it might be more, you know, 15, 16, you know, 17, 18-inch fish instead of the 13 and 14-inch fish.
1: And uh, you well, know. The, and so this spring, I mean, if they do truly change it, I mean, it's still going to be a three-fish limit. Um, but if they do change it, this spring is going to be the year to be out there. And, right. I mean, I it's really going to be busy.
0: Right. So... Now you know you you said that you saw some people commenting and saying that uh, they wish that they would do it from 19 to 28 instead of from yeah. 19 to 25. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna come right out and say I like the 25 because I honestly uh, I, mean, I guess if somebody wants to take a 24 inch walleye and put it on their wall, you know it's kind of like wow you know like you you can probably do better than that. If somebody wants to take a 25-and-a-half or 26-inch walleye and put that on their wall, I don't have a problem with that. Right. Like, I mean... I I know what you're saying. You know I mean? Because they're, they're still going to do only one over, correct? I, I, I'm
1: Yeah, that's, that's what it am be. That's how... Yeah. That's
0: how... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We should have done a better job reading the article. And, but, and
1: like you said, most of the guys that are going out there consistently to go fishing for them, most of those guys are going to put those big ones back anyway. So you don't need to have, like, such a dramatic a 10 inch slot you know right well and and i just
0: i flat out i mean let's be honest i mean me and you have gone walleye fishing over there quite a few times and uh i've
1: I've never caught one over 25 Yeah, i don't think i've ever caught one out of there over 25 either so i
0: mean you know so so even if i mean i guess the the thing that i'm getting at is is that family that's going out for a fish fry you know it's not like you know if they've got four people in the boat I'm not real worried about them catching four fish over exactly. 25 inches to to you know that you know well there goes four 27 inches you know it, it's not going to happen it's not it's, no. it's not going to happen let's be honest and uh, you know this this isn't Mille Lacs um, this is you know the Iowa Great Lakes chain and uh, yeah so I, I I just don't really think that that's going to be an issue um, I just, I'm just I, I like I like it. I like, I like, it like at 25 yeah, I, I like
1: and I like that they're doing something that is just not stay in that i think it i really think it's a good thing that they're moving that the bottom number up is it broke over there i don't know if it's broke but you you know obviously obviously they're seeing something like you said that they feel like they need to change it around a little bit so right i trust i trust those guys Oh, for sure i mean like we they know way more they they do that for a job for a living they live and breathe that stuff so they know what's good for it over there and you know i'll go with it it's not always going to be stuff that people like that i like that you like but you know what they know what's best so i'm got to go
0: with it i'm a fish biologist i'm just not licensed
1: right i
0: mean i've we could have done it we just, right and and i mean you know i guess if that's the what you know the guys with uh a lot of schooling uh, that get paid big money if that's what they want to do. I mean, you know that are... that's about the same thing I was going to do too. Like when I was in my research, that's the, about the same numbers I was coming up with. But uh, I
1: mean, it's not that hard to say, "Oh, that's a crappie and that's a bluegill." I can tell that,
0: right? Right. <laughs> Apparently, there is a little bit of discrepancy between a red ear sunfish and a pumpkin seed sunfish because the Nebraskan thought that we were catching red ears and us iowegians thought that we were catching pumpkin seeds so we sent it off to the fish biologist and he says hey pumpkin seed
1: iowa beats nebraska again (laughs) Again. (laughs) (laughs) since the 90s but back in 97 he he was right that time that's right do you think do you think that was the highlight of your weekend what's that Beaten,
0: beaten nebraska
1: not no bringing zach to
0: oh it. my <laughs> god so here it is here it is guys so uh so after the rules meeting you know we had some chili and whatnot but uh you know i mean obviously we're not gonna pig out and have 12 bowls of chili there you know on on Oak Hills dime although we should have probably but uh so we decided afterwards that we were gonna you know go hit you know go hit a restaurant and so you know, my brother said, you know, hey, you know, let, let, you know, he, he would he'd be up for some appetizers. You know, he had he had already had some, you know, chili, but you know, wasn't up for a full meal. And you know, Blair was you know inter- interested in some appetizers and whatnot. And uh, so we told Zach that we were going to bring him to the Husker Bar. That there was a Husker Bar and Grill there in in Okaboji. And uh, so, yeah, you know, we'd bring him there, and he's like, so if I yell, go Big Red, the second we get in there, you know, it's this going to be all right? And I'm like, oh, oh, absolutely, you know, they're, they'd, you know, they'd probably come over and pat you on the back afterwards, and okay, he's, he's in, he's in. So we brought him to a little place called Tweeters, and uh, we walk in, and uh, I mean, I, I think they have two doors, you know, they have a little entryway, you know, you walk into the entryway and then you walk in. And, uh, I think he got through the front door and he realized that we had garhold him. <laughs> we had officially garhold him and we had brought him to the Hawkeye restaurant. And, uh, he did say that the Reuben sandwich was amazing though. <laughs> so I said, Hey, welcome to Hawkeye land, you know, that's right. A little bit better over here. <laughs> so, uh, no, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, I, I, I don't know. I had a lot of fun this last weekend, even though it was cold, even though I forgot my camera. I didn't. I, here, here's a whole nother deal. That Saturday morning when we're getting ready to go to that tournament, we stopped into Casey's. Yeah. I dropped a full slice of freaking breakfast pizza on the ground. That's, that's when I should that's, have known. You know what? I ain't even going fishing. I'm just going right back home and going back to bed. That's right. Because I lost before I ever started.
1: You do when you drop a piece of Casey's pizza it's not a good day not a good good start
0: do you five second rule on pizza uh what do you do you five second rule on anything
1: oh like at home in your own house you do right as long as there's not a bunch of dog hair on it that's my biggest problem at our house is that it's there's gonna be some type of pet hair on it when it hits the ground so if there's if there's enough you can brush off it's fair game in my book what about, growing, growing up with two brothers? I mean, you yeah, had to, you yeah, had to eat what you, you could, could right? I mean, you weren't going to yeah. get any. That's right. So no, I,
0: uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm a five second rule guy, but uh, not probably with anything that has any moisture to it.
1: Right. I know what you're nothing
0: right. with any bread to it. I'm sitting here trying to figure out what I would actually five second rule. I yeah. won't. I won't five second rule off carpet.
1: No. Most of the time, it goes. It gets thrown, especially out in public. Obviously, especially after this year, people look at you like you're half nuts. If, nuts. if you,
0: if you're sitting at a table, say, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with something, and uh, you spill a little bit of your drink. You're gonna wipe it up with your sleeve. You're gonna slurp it up. Or a napkin. Napkin. Yeah. Napkins aren't available.
1: <laughs> then you just take your cup and put it on top of it and move it around a little okay, bit. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> so then it kind of disperses yeah, like, a little oh, bit. Oh, that's and dries just condensation. So that's just all that is. <laughs> oh, <with> that.
0: <laughs> oh man. Alrighty. Well, I grew up with two brothers. So yeah, that's right. You blended we, it in, or we, you blamed it on Brant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We we had a lamp that we broke that we uh, took masking tape to and taped it back together, and mom didn't find out till years after we moved out of the house. <laughs> oh, so. that's awesome! Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Okay, Matt, you got a good news story.
1: Um, you know, just my, I guess I, just to piggyback off what you said earlier about with Blair and Eric finishing in the top six of that tournament, I think that's pretty awesome. I mean just yep you guys had a good good weekend so that's kind of mine. yep no I, uh,
0: I I would say I'm right there also. Um,
1: I really don't think that there's I mean I think that that's a good one for both both of us I mean getting in putting in your hard work and you right. guys going out there and fishing in that tournament like that so yep
0: yep anytime anyone in your crew can get you know uh, cash checks at the end of a tournament that's a good deal. Um, there was a couple kids. Signed up for that tournament. Uh, you know, I think one was a nephew of one of the other competitors, and one of them was a son. Um, there, there might have been three kids, you know, like under the age of 14. Um, my son was supposed to, and uh, with a kind of a COVID uh, quarantine deal, piggybacking on top of a birthday party and, and whatever, uh, Grady did not make it over there, and, and that's fine, is what it is. But uh, no, I would say the young kids going out there and braving it out in, uh, in negative temperatures along, uh, with our good showing. Uh, yeah, that would be definitely that'd be us. So, all right guys. Well, uh, we appreciate you tuning in to 110. Um, we've got hooked on hard water coming up. So, uh, I think, uh, in the next week or two, you can probably look forward to a hooked on hard water episode or something there with that. Um, otherwise, uh, Yeah, I think that's about it.
1: That's all I got.
0: That's 110. See you next week on 111.
1: Later.